0: I'm Tom Fenning. And I'm Peter Skerritt, And this is the Reading Together podcast from Beckles Baptist Church, which is a podcast that aims to encourage us as a church family as we read through Tim Chester's book, Enjoying God, Um, and off the back of that to prompt further thinking and further discussion of all that we have read. Today we come to look at Our our 13th podcast and our 12th chapter in the book, which is entitled In One Another We Can Enjoy God's Love. Um, And here we're thinking not least about that kind of third and final chapter in which we think about how we relate to God, the Holy Spirit. Um, And as I read this chapter, I must confess, it was the most poignant one to read (laughs) at a time when we are not able to meet together as a church family because it just highlights the amazing blessings and benefits of being able to meet together mm. as a church family. And so you might find this a slightly painful chapter to read and one in which just makes you ache to be able to meet back together.
1: But if, I suppose, if nothing else, it just highlights that second, third sentence he says, Well, Christian, Christian community is the main context where you experience divine joy. Mm-hmm. I realize that's a bold claim. And we're thinking, now we're probably a bit more
0: with you now, Tim. Yeah. yeah once that thing is taken away, yeah. you know, how important that thing um, yeah. is. Um, Peter, he starts out with um, a couple of quotes from Bonhoeffer. So mm. this is a, a famous German theologian who was um, m- murdered, um, executed under um, Nazi Germany as the mm. war was coming to an end. Uh, but he had some quotes from Bonhoeffer that kind of highlight the need we have for one another yeah. um, of being part of a church and other Christians to help us.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the, the first quotation is this: that, that the Christ in our own hearts is weaker than the Christ in the Word of other Christians. And kind of picking up on themes in one John, he just flags out what we all know: that um, our hearts are, are fickle, often um, whether they get hardened or uh, just discouraged. Um, you know, we're muddled, confused. And it says just the the power of somebody else coming from outside you and speaking sense to you, speaking truth, the word of God to you, whether it's a preacher or someone who just gives you a phone call or even actually sends you a text message now or or whatever. Um, Someone being able to give you an objective reminder of truth Mm. when you're kind of lost in the mire and the Mm. darkness. Um, And so, yeah, that sense that actually joy we really need community for, for that, otherwise we're left to ourselves. And, mm. and that can be a dark place to be uh, for some. Some people are good at talking truth to themselves, but
0: I think the reality is most of us aren't. I think in our healthy moments, yeah. actually, we are, we, we, and actually we must be people who speak to ourselves, speak truth yeah. to ourselves, and not least as we, we read the scriptures, as we sort of thought about in the previous podcast and the last chapter, we are to speak truth to ourselves, but we're not always consistent performers on that. Yeah. And, and, we, uh, sorry, go on. and we do need the objective yeah. observations that other people can bring yeah. to our situations.
1: Yeah. I definitely resonated with what he said about the dynamic in prayer meetings, too. And mm-hmm. um, I've read it elsewhere that prayer, prayer me, church prayer meetings are like the CPR machine for um, Christians. It gets, as we pray corporately, we get our own individual prayer lives going mm-hmm. um, get kick-started by other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that sense, uh, Tim Chester's right to say, well, you don't need the Christian community to know that you're forgiven by God, but it helps. Um, sometimes our hearts condemn us and
0: the word of Christ. Spoken by someone else can cut across that confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, he moves on in page uh, 145, 146, into talking about how, actually, if we claim to love God, mm-hmm. we need to, basically, the litmus test of whether we do love God is whether we love um, other people. Where's he, where's he getting that from? Why is that key?
1: Yeah, um, again, this is really an kind of extended reflection on 1 John. Um, mm-hmm. Join us in our evening service. T- <laughs> timely timely yeah. while we're preaching. Um, where it is well, actually the, one of the marks of God living in someone is that they love as he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, 1 John 2 verse 5, love for God is truly made complete in them by obeying his word, which is to love one another. Um, so he says you can't love God on your own. Um, So there's kind of the the cutting challenge there. Uh, You do need Christian community to love God um, because you can't obey his commands to love other people without being in Christian community. Mm. So that's the kind of the challenge to anyone who says, well, I I can just love God on my own Mm. because you can't um,
0: because he calls you to love other people. And just at the time that we're in, actually, to be able to love other people well, we now need to just be more creative than... Actually, on a Sunday, you could bowl into the church building and you could... If you hung around at Tea Coffee, you could love people by just talking with them. But now we've got to be creative and intentional mm. to contact people to demonstrate love. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And challenge to us as to whether we're doing that well at the moment or not. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so that, that's like that kind of challenge. But also, just uh, he
1: flags up what, it's not just that you do go there to love other people, but as you are there, you don't just. Love God. You receive God's love through other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. at page one, four, six, one, four, seven. He's reflecting on one John four. Uh, God lives in us as a church, and His love is made complete in us. And uh, great, great picture. it, God loves us through the love of other Christians. Like mm-hmm. uh, the the brother who speaks a word of comfort to you, someone who begs a cake for you, uh, maybe someone who's just dropped on your doorstep this week. Uh, they are the hands and feet of God, um, showing. God's love to you. Yep. Um, so there's a real tangible when, since we, we see visibly the love of God which often feels invisible. Mm.
0: Um, and yep. so we're, we're missing that as well um, without Christian community. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And, then he, and then he inverts it. So, he, so we enjoy God when <coughs> we receive love but then we enjoy God when we give love. Mm. And he, he, he then makes the onus very much on us actually mm. demonstrating love for other people and there's, there's a really stinging challenge in here at the bottom of 148, isn't there, that actually often um, Christians talk about wanting to be really radical Christians, kind of really going for it for the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. but want to do that while remaining, living really comfortable lives. Yeah. Um, and you, that is just, you can't, that's a classic have your cake and eat it yep. moment. We want to give everything for Christ and have everything in his life it's-
1: how he puts it, which, yeah, is cutting. Um, And I think the passages he points to are are helpful in saying that actually, in Paul's actual experience, joy came from serving. Mm -hmm. He says to the churches, he writes to, you are our joy and crown. Um, So there's a a kind of historical proof that actually giving of love, you receive joy in doing that. Um, But we were saying earlier how powerful the thought experiment was that Tim Chester suggests (laughs) on page 149. um, Think about the Christians you know who are most preoccupied with their own needs and desires. And uh, the Christians you know who are unhappy, it's probably because they're most self-centred. And the Christians who are most content and happy are probably those who are giving
0: more to Mm. other people. Yeah. Yep. And that just is so common in experience, people who are generous-spirited, charitable, concerned for others. Are the ones in whom joy in joy is found, yeah. um, and the, the same for us. I think it, we we our horizons collapse if we are self centered, whereas our horizons expand as we are concerned for um, other people. Yeah. Um, any of the, so he he then goes on to kind of as we start to wind up the chapter, putting it into practice. He has these four things. Um, any of these particularly jump out at you? Find someone to pray with one to one. Um, let people sing to you, so just listening to other people singing when you're amongst a gathered congregation. Look at people when you take communion, invite someone for a meal. Uh, any of those really jump out as you as kind of good exercises? Hmm. Um, I must say, with the first one, interestingly,
1: finding someone to pray with. Uh, I, I, mean, I suppose I don't have someone to pray with regularly, one to one, but what I've noticed actually in lockdown is that I've done a lot more of that mm. uh, because I've made more intentional use of conversations. Because you ring someone not just for small chat, uh, small talk, um, but to, to genuinely find out how they're doing too. And then you, I find I've read the Bible and prayed with people more mm-hmm. than I have yeah. before. Um, so actually, that's been a, just a challenge that I hope and pray that I will continue that, mm-hmm. that practice. But I think the fourth challenge of in, just inviting someone for a meal um, is something that was flagged up uh, a couple of weeks ago in one of our church um, services how do we live as a family Mm. with an open home and it need not be a meal I think he's not saying that Mm -hmm. necessarily but doing something with somebody else going for a walk with somebody I think that is significant Mm. Um, you never know what word they might bring word of comfort to you that you needed Mm -hmm. at the time or vice versa Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah really quite simple and we make more of it than it than we need to Mm. Which you mentioned, Mike and Emma's.
0: Yeah, I did. So he just he winds up with this story from Emma going round her friend Amanda's house, um, and that the house is just a mess, and, and living amongst the muddle of a family doing life, um, and yet amidst the mess, there is just real grace. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what well, it ends it ends this last paragraph says: you, Emma speaking to Amanda, "You're literally a godsend." It's not been a good start to the day but here you are with a cup of tea, a little gift from God. Me or the tea, which is a gift from God, Amanda asks. Emma smiles, both, definitely both. Mm. And just that picture of a kind of a me- an oasis of God's grace in the midst of the hurly-burly of family life in a house after not a good morning, mm. but God breaking in and God being enjoyed by two friends caring for one another mm. and pointing each other towards the Lord Jesus. That's just a great... Yeah. And that, I mean, that can be across
1: generations or division, whatever. Uh, but just this morning, I enjoyed sitting with someone, having a cup of tea and uh, from social distance, obviously, <laughs> and um, just mulling over the, the passage that we had read in the Bible reading plan. Mm. Um, I hadn't intended to, but that's just what happens when you spend time with people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, Bill great great chapter Um, it just makes us long for that time when we can be back together again but would be an urgent encouragement to us as well that we would utilise the opportunities we have now um, to enjoy God's love by seeking one another out and seeking to encourage each other too well that ends our uh, podcast today we have two more podcasts left as we start to look at chapters 13 and 14 which will really serve to wrap up the book next time we'd love to see you Then, if you can join us.